Cool. What is up, everybody? It's Pints with Pat. We took a couple weeks off for the holidays, which I said I wasn't going to do, but I fucking did it anyway. <laughs> because the holidays ended up that Christmas Day and New Year's Day were on uh, um, Fridays this year. So uh, that's okay, though. We're, we're hitting it hard with the new year. Um, it is January 8th right now, Friday. And uh, we had a phenomenal end of December. Um, I think we bought uh, we bought like 12 houses in the second half of December, and we just tied up our eighth this week. So at this point, um, I don't really brag to anyone else, but I can brag on this podcast because of how few listeners I have. But we have a house for every single day this year um, so far, which is the goal and the plan, was our goal and plan for 2020. Um, we're trying to hit it hard again in 2021. I think for anybody that's in this business, wholesaling, flipping houses, um, interest rates are going to stay low for a while. Market fundamentals. There's literally not enough houses in Jacksonville right now. If you have a house that's 220 to $300,000 or even if you have a house that's 150 to $300,000 in Jacksonville and it is renovated and staged, it is fucking flying right now. So it's a great year to make money, a great year to be bullish in the Jacksonville real estate market, both on wholesaling and flipping. Um, it won't last like this forever. The music's going to stop at some point. But at this point, we own a couple properties at the beach. And the longer it's taking us to do the renovation, the more money we're making. So, um, you know, it's the Warren Buffett the Warren Buffett quote that I'm going to butcher, um, be cautious when others are greedy and be greedy when others are cautious. Um, right now is a time to definitely be a little cautious, but the fact is there's just not enough houses in Jacksonville and the market's really strong. So you can't be sitting on the sidelines as, you know, seven or eight hedge funds are all bullish on Jacksonville. Flippers are all making money. So I think 2021 is going to be a really good year for real estate in Northeast Florida. So that's my prediction. Um, another awesome big news in Yellowbird is we just hired a uh, you know a company operations officer um, or COO. Uh, we're very very excited about it to help him. He's going to help us you know take things to the next level and help us with systems and processes, which is some stuff I've been trying to do. Uh, for the past six months or so, but it's not really my strength. It's going to allow me to kind of get deeper into the sales side of things and uh, beef up our sales team, beef up marketing and acquisitions to get to that um, 30 house direct to seller number that we, 30 houses a month direct to seller that we've been really trying to push hard to get to. Um, right now we're probably teetering around that but a lot of it is from wholesalers a lot of it is from uh, uh the foreclosure auction which aren't bad things that's i mean but it's it's harder to control you know it's harder to control your volume when when a lot of it is based on foreclosures or wholesalers because you can't you know you can't control what comes through uh, they're great sources but you can't c control what comes through with your marketing you can have a little bit more control and control the up and down of the sales cycle a little better so we're trying to get to 30 hired a coo um we got a great core team right now and i, I think we're poised really well for 2021 so that's kind of the state of yellow bird right now um, any wholesalers or uh, 
people or if you're looking for hard money or you're trying to sell a property, we're still a great uh, source for that. Um, so we 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 just bought probably five from wholesalers this week. So we're a really strong buyer. If we say we're going to do it, we're going to close, and that's pretty valuable nowadays. Another thing I wanted to bring up um, was in a couple things, two things. Uh, Yellowbird Book Club right now, we're reading a book called The Obstacle is the Way. If you have not read The Obstacle is the Way or it's by Ryan Holiday, if you're looking for a book to start off this year with, it is the my favorite book that I read in 2020. The Obstacle is the Way, it's super short. You'll blow through it. If you get it on Audible, I think the whole thing's only four hours Ryan Holiday's a young guy, he's 33 years old. Um, I, I found that out like halfway through the book because it's it's incredible the amount of whiz, wisdom he spits out in that. The main idea behind the book is it's based on Stoic philosophies. So if you're a Tim Ferriss fan, uh, a lot of what he says kind of comes from that. Not Not reacting emotionally to problems and issues that come up. Basically, the whole idea is exactly what it says in the title. Any obstacle or issue in front of you, uh, you could look at it one of two ways. One of it's like, oh my God, you know, why does this have to happen to me? I'm a victim. This is awful. Or you can react to the obstacle as what it what it is. It's just reality, and what it is is an opportunity for you to get better. Um, create a different path, an opportunity for you to be even better. So one of the examples like in our business is right now uh, trying to buy houses in Jacksonville under market value. We have a lot of really good competition. I'll give some shout outs to us. I mean, we're competing against Hunter Hayden and those people, the Cash Geeks guys, Dom and Gonzalo we're competing against. We're competing against Obi Dorsey and a bunch of other guys in town. Um, I don't, you know, I see it for what it is that they are competition, but at the same time, they're all great people and rising tides lift all ships and we all work well together and buy stuff from each other. But at the same time, uh, they are our direct competition in this space. And, you know, some would consider it an obstacle, which it is, but because they're around, uh, it makes us better. It forces us to get better. It forces us to spend our marketing money smarter. It forces us to look at, the calls and leads that are coming in and start converting them better. It makes our whole business better. The fact that we have competition. Uh, so that's just one example. Um, but he has a ton of them, ton of great little historical examples in the book. Uh, and it's just a great philosophy to go through life with. If, if every time something bad happens, that's out of your control, you get all down and poopy pants about it. Uh, you know, it's, you're going to live a really tough fucking life. But if every time an obstacle comes up, you look at it as an opportunity and a way to make yourself and your team better, um, it's a completely different perspective. And it allows you to react stronger and be a better leader. And just, I have nothing but great things to say about this book. Um, another thing I'll bring up about it is uh, we talked about it in our meeting um in our first book club meeting, but we talk, it, it talks about the serenity prayer. So if anyone has been involved with addiction, um, and been to alcoholics anonymous meetings or narcotic anonymous meetings, they do the serenity prayer, which is serenity prayer, which is please God, you know, I can't remember it exactly, but, um, you know, help me to, uh, basically, basically what it says is 
not care about the things that I cannot change and the strength to change the things I can. Um, and I butchered the fuck out of that, (laughs) but it's basically, uh, don't not don't care about it, but you can't change things that are out of your control. All you can control is yourself and your reactions to it. So, um, I just think that's a great way to, to think about it, to think about challenges that come your way. Um, and just take a step back don't react emotionally to them. And <laughs> Logan, since you're watching, can you put it in the, uh, can you put the serenity pair prayer just in the comments there? That'll help everyone. Just Google it real quick. <laughs> um, okay. What else did I want to say? The last thing I wanted to touch on is, uh, uh, I think this was in the book, but it's the Nick, it's the Nick Saban example. Um, of trusting the process. So what's different about Nick Saban, um, the uh, head coach of Alabama, and why they're so great is at the beginning of the year, they do their long-term goal setting, right? They want to win a college national championship at the beginning of every year. But, God, they have a ton of games and a ton of practices to go through and a ton of film to watch. It's a long season of a bunch of different small tasks to get to the ultimate goal. And what he tells his guys is trust the process, and do whatever you're doing at the time to the best of your ability. Do tackle that tackle that person with perfect form. Hit that block with perfect form. If you're a running back, hit that hole with the with all of your speed and strength. And all of these little things will add up to the ultimate goal. So what it what he preaches is trusting the process. And I think in our industry, in uh in, in real estate, or if you're, you you know, if you're an agent or if you're buying discounted houses, you have to trust what you're doing is you have to constantly be honing your skills, but at the same time, trust that what you're doing is going to get you to where you, where you need to go. So if it is 30 directed seller deals a month, watch your numbers, watch your marketing, watch, watch, you know, your cost per contract. And as you're spending more marketing money, as you're doing more cold calls, um, focus on, every single call being the best that you can do every single dollar you spend in marketing being the most mean the most bang for your buck on that marketing and then eventually you will get you will get to that 30 house a month or you'll get to that national championship or whatever you know whatever your goal may be here we go i'll give you the serenity prayer (laughs) thank you logan for this it's uh it is commonly quoted as God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change courage to change the things I can, uh, give us the courage to change what must be altered serenity to accept. Um, well, that's the beginning of it. It is God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference is the end of it. So thank you, Logan, for the beginning. And I was able to finish that for you. Um, yeah, the wisdom to know the difference between the things you can change and the things you can't. Uh, you know, that's I think that's another main piece of the book, The Obstacle is the Way. Um, because market conditions, uh, the weather, uh, what's going on in Washington, yeah, you can vote, but ultimately those are things that you cannot change. Um, and for me to sit here and complain about Donald Trump or complain about Joe Biden. Well, that's not doing any, or listen to Fox news or CNN and get pissed off. 
that's not helping me. It's just creating a tornado in my head that, you know, doesn't help anybody. It doesn't move Yellowbird forward. It doesn't move me forward whatsoever. So to be able to just accept that and do the things that I need to do in Jacksonville to take me and my team around me to the next level, um, the things I to affect that part of my life rather than letting the what what goes on that I can't control get a whirlwind in my head that's I think the main message in that book and that's that's what I've been trying to do every day since reading it so if you haven't checked out that book um the obstacle is the way I would highly suggest it thank you everyone for watching and we will see you next Friday and I hope everyone has a phenomenal start to uh 2021